0: Welcome to my basement, everybody. We are in a very funky basement, actually. This is the, uh, not the bowels, but uh, definitely the intestines of uh, Electronic Arts.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right? I think that said that on the wall. Welcome
0: to the intestines.
1: (laughs) That would be cool.
0: Mm -hmm. Theming out an office like the interior of a body. This place is big
1: enough to actually have every part of the body represented, uh, and it would actually almost be like scale, (laughs) like there is a head, probably... (laughs) You know, 10 stories up that direction.
0: Usually we take a few minutes to get weird, but not today. <laughs> and uh, we're not drunk. We're just uh, starting off weird. We saw a weird uh, game announced today, something I yeah. wasn't... I mean, it's been rumored, so I wasn't shocked, but certainly it's a weird idea to uh, uh, have a, ba- a World War One game, and that's what Battlefield 1 is. That's what the... Uh, the the reason why we're here at Electronic Arts. What do you yeah. think of the trailer and, and uh, what they've shown us so far?
1: Well, I don't know if it. I mean, I don't know if it's weird that a battlefield game has people shooting each other, yeah. tanks and airplanes. Like, it's pretty much battlefield.
0: Right, and they did a Vietnam game.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, they have you know tried to do you know different wars and mix it yeah. up a little bit. I like. I like the idea. I Me mean, too. we're you know, Call of Duty is doubling down on the future. They are going further and further. It's Which basically I'm Battlestar Galactica at this point.
0: Very excited about that one too. Yeah, let them go yeah. off the rails. Yes. I mean, I,
1: you know, I, I liked uh, Black Ops Three, and yeah. I liked Advanced Warfare more than I had liked prior games. I loved Advanced games.
0: Warfare, and and Blops was pretty fun. But uh, I like this idea, and I, I like the stuff in space and ghosts. I know it's weird for the, the COD enthusiasts that just love the core. I, we've had so many of those I that have, I, yeah. I
1: like them kind of going off the rails. So, on that note, Battlefield, I think it makes sense for them to say, well, you know what? We're not going to compete on that level. We're mm-hmm. not going to try to just like outflash you with lasers and shit. Yeah. We're going to go back to way back to the Great War and yeah. we're going to start to mine that. And I think a lot of people have been interested in that. They've been interested in like the Civil War, the revolutionary, like, you know, going back to older wars yeah. and starting to get into it. Um, World it's, War I is an interesting one because it's not quite as, and you spoke about this, it's not quite as dated and old school as people tend to think. Like, yeah, it's, it's not like
0: like They've done Civil Wars where you have to load the musket yeah, and yeah, you yeah. wait for that. Hey, we've done games like that. They're boring as hell. <laughs> it know, takes they, forever to yeah, shoot. It's, <laughs> like, there's... You know what The Far Cry Primal kind of showed this year that you can co- completely change the time period and still make a thrilling, action-packed adventure. And I think with this kind of futuristic, almost sci-fi-esque introduction of all of these hand-carried machine guns and stuff in World War I, mm-hmm. compared to, you know, the people riding on horseback with, sword, with swords, I, I think there is something there, you know? And it looks like it will have the ferocity that we've come to expect.
1: I think it will. I mean, I think it for sure will. At least yeah. the trailer... Uh, And we we got to see a little bit of gameplay as well that wasn't shown on the live stream and it it looks beautiful. I mean, we know that this engine, this Frostbite engine, can do incredible things. I mean, Battlefront did Holy you, crap.
0: Did you read about the uh, Battlefield devs that were uh, dogging the Call of Duty devs on Twitter?
1: Oh, are they started Fla- some Oh, it was
0: flat out saying that really? it looked uh, like 10-year-old tech on Call of Duty. Yeah. I was pretty shocked to read some of those tweets, man. Well,
1: maybe some of these developers should play Uncharted 4 if they want to <laughs> get put in their fucking places. Because, I mean, these games look great, but there are other great-looking games, too. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. I mean, I think this is... Uh, A smart move for Battlefield because I think they were starting to kind of hit their ceiling with the last game and they had a a lot of problems also, let's not forget, at the launch of the last game and and this is easy to kind of smooth over that stuff because everyone's excited that like they're going to a different war and they're going to a different era. I'm most excited to see if they're going to a different server bank. <laughs> Are they going to get this thing working out the gate? Well, that is EA's problem these days. It's not good design. It's la- it's like launching a game and having it succeed well, out they the They had gate. a
0: big Microsoft partnership presence here. Yeah. You know, with the uh, Play It First on Xbox, all the stuff that you would expect. But maybe part of their ongoing relationship with Microsoft is uh, working with Microsoft's server farm or their services or whatever to... Uh, uh... you know sort of solidify the the uh, online experience for for battlefield one going forward yeah. they've had technical issues but the other thing that they've had to kind of uh... You know, get beyond is some of the uh... uh... dismay that people have had and even you and jose when you did the review for battlefront and, and uh... talked about the sort of thinness of it the sort of expectation that people are gonna have to ante up with a lot more money to uh... buy all the dlc and get all the stuff Kind of turning the screws a bit because Star Wars fanatics like myself, who was perfectly happy with whatever they shipped with <laughs> Battlefield One, uh, expecting that everybody's just going to line up. I mean, yeah, Battlefront. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so now they have to counter that. So they have to say, and I think the move that's afoot right now too is this, uh, like like Uncharted, is to give people a lot of free stuff yeah, and to give yeah. them more value than they're they're expecting. So I hope that this is a trend. That applies here to Battlefield One.
1: Well, they're making a single-player campaign, which story is story-driven. Yeah. they've tried that in older Battlefields, and and they've never really worked. No. they. So I, I, I you can't...
0: sure lose interest in those story. Campaigns.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not easy to write a compelling story in a video game, and, and when your most of your resources are going into the infrastructure and the balance and yeah. you know it's the, two the level design, they're totally different games. Yeah. and they they require a kind That's of different why focus. call of duty is always so impressive. Yes, they have they teams do... that are working on three games inside. One, you have the zombies games yes, and, and right. all of that. You've yeah. got multiplayer, you've got single player, and they all sort of stand on their own yep. fairly well. Yep, Battlefield struggled to do that. Like, I think it's been the world's best sort of sandbox multiplayer shooter for yes. a long
0: time. Most sophisticated,
1: most sophisticated, yeah. maybe not the best, but it's it's it sort of owns that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether or not it can own that space and deliver a single player that's really really compelling, like Battlefield Hardline. Started to touch on that. And yeah. there were moments in that single player where we were like, well, they're trying to do some cool things here. Yeah. But for me, it, it never quite gelled. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have faith that they know how to do this. Yeah. That being said, I think I'm always intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. And I think this new setting, World War I... You know, I mean, in that trailer and in the stuff we saw, they're in the Alps, they're and in France. Fighters.
0: Yeah, it looks yeah.
1: like you can go a lot of ways with it. It could be really kooky. And just to also clarify one thing, because I think I was confused by this, and then I got it clarified. This is not alternate history. Yeah even though it kind of looks like, wait a minute, that's like a dude on a horse racing a tank and there's like a plane and mm. it looks vaguely like they're dressed like Assassin's Creed characters. I know, right? So like, I'm kind of thinking, is this, are they making it up Is this alternate timeline? Yeah, line? it
0: looks almost like uh, like the sequel to The Order in some spots. Yeah, there's yeah. like a hint at like, <laughs> like, there's
1: like this guy's gonna be wearing armor and have a, maybe there's a laser, maybe a laser, <laughs> maybe a wand. Or some magic powers. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, by the way, here's a fucking fireball. <laughs> like, I, like they could do that, yeah. but they're not. This is apparently grounded.
0: But you know what that would be amazing that would be a terrific extra vertical slice of a new thing like their counter to zombies is to maybe you know add some fantasy elements to a whole other mode yeah just to give you and you know something to work on between now and october 21 ea yeah so if you could make that happen (laughs) yeah you got some
1: you got a couple months to put that together um so i mean i think i'm i'm Guardedly optimistic. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's good that they're not doing another near future thing because yeah. I'm sort of burnt on that. Like I don't want to pilot another drone in a video. Like I gotta yeah. stop in the corner and my drone goes and I see yeah. the drone camera. Like yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. It's a too
0: close to home now that everybody has a drone. It's of just, their own.
1: it's just like yeah. not fun. Like yeah. I get confused by all the tech and the names and everything, and yeah. I just kind of, I'm not really into that. Um, and Call of Duty moving into kind of the Space, further future means. Yeah. Battlefield would either have to compete with them and do the same fucking thing, mm-hmm. or they'd have to make Battlefield you know, 4 or 5 again, just do the same thing with again. better graphics, yeah. Right, but I think instead of what they're doing is they're going to try to mine a new war... And, uh, and that's a smart move. Whether or not it comes out and works, there's so many things that can go wrong between now and when the game comes out. Yeah. Actually, not between now and when the game comes out. There's so many things that can go wrong
0: when the game comes out. Uh, until months <laughs> after the game comes out. Yeah. Yes. That like
1: all holds, you know, a lot of my yes. uh, excitement well, for this until October 21st. Or we whatever.
0: haven't uh, we haven't been on uh, camera together talking about stuff for a little bit, and there's been a lot of things that have happened since then. And one of the things that I nudged you about, and I jokingly said you should ask if there's going to be a Battlefield 1.5 <laughs> for the Xbox 1.5, a 4K oh, right. version of yeah, this right. for the new PlayStation sure. and the new Xbox that are rumored. Uh, that's happening. It feels like that's happening. What do you think of uh, these new consoles and the idea that we're uh, we're being uh, you know ushered into 4K? I hate it. Yeah,
1: I hate it. Um, I get it. I totally get it mm-hmm. and I totally hate it. Yeah. And my reason is this has uh, you know, long been the differentiator between being a PC gamer and having to upgrade. I mean look, I'm dealing right now with an Oculus Rift. Right. I've got one, yeah. I can't run it. I don't have a computer to run it. Oh wow. I have to upgrade I mean I got a new video card, I got it. it's I'm just back in that world of like rebuilding and reinvesting yeah. and upgrading technology and for my whole life you buy a console, and you know, I'm good to go with this console. Now, I know that both you know, companies are, are saying, and Sony's really you know, said very explicitly, like, there's not going to be anything exclusive to the new console. You can't get a yeah. PS4.5. Well, 5. They, they haven't
0: announced. It's all rumor. Right. But what's been leaked is that Sony is...
1: Th- th- yeah. th- that's going to be the going thing, is that mm-hmm. you won't be, at least according to the, to the rumors. And I do believe a lot, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's going to be like depressing that like you can't play a bunch of games that's stupid i mean we saw nintendo start to touch on that with the new, new 3DS, 3ds and yeah. i haven't seen there was like one or two there was like one game two games
0: nintendo's a whole other topic of discussion i know we we're can get to, to that. Get into was it the xeno gear was that the one xeno X- uh no Xenoblade uh... chronicles that was like the one yeah. that
1: you can only play on it and then like they were going to announce more and i just haven't seen them maybe they have been but i haven't been playing it yeah um so i, <clears throat> I don't think the idea is terrible in the mm-hmm. sense that it's nice that we can like have the opportunity to get a little bit more out of these things, but can I can I just hand in my old one and get a brand new one for for five yeah. dollars for twenty dollars? Do I have to spend an extra three hundred dollars? Well, do I get a hundred
0: bucks here? I, for mean, it? He, I mean, here's the good thing about you know taking taking the, uh, the the glass half full on all of this. Technology is changing so quickly. We have a lot of us have no compunction upgrading our phones every year or two years, which is a substantial investment or a commitment of some some level. But the resale value on our current PlayStation 4s and Xbox Ones, I think, is still going to be pretty high if you want to go the other way because those people know that they're walking into a pretty sizable library mm-hmm. of experiences. And in some ways, that's that's not a bad uh, move for people that want to have that extra horsepower, especially on the PlayStation 4s case, if they're going to go into the VR mode, they're going to want that.
1: 4.5. But is the horsepower the problem with these consoles? Like, I, I haven't experienced yet where I'm like, God, I just wish these consoles were a little more powerful. Well, like, it's, I mean, we it's, just we're gonna talk about Uncharted 4 in a bit. Yeah. And when you look at that game and when you see what Naughty Dog has done right. with this video game, right. The last thing that was on my mind was, God, I wish this was a PS4.5. God, I wish this was a little bit fancier.
0: The only people that this matters to right now are wealthy people that have 4K televisions and. <laughs> Uh, expensive graphic cards on PCs hooked up to those televisions playing video games in the highest resolutions that are possible. This isn't a problem right now, but it will be a problem when Oculus and Vive and PlayStation VR are locked head-to-head specs and resolution size and ways uh, you know, competing with each other, and PlayStation is going to go out there and say that this is the better solution for your VR We're needs. We're just
1: so far away from that, though. I mean, back to talking about the Oculus Rift. Yeah. How many hundred people own an Oculus Rift know, in this country see, right now? I know, PlayStation
0: right wants to change that. I think PlayStation has invested a fortune in VR. Yeah. They have way more games coming out. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I'm yeah. already noticing with Vive and uh, and, uh Uh, Oculus owners, is they're tweeting out what they hope will be on their things, Mm -hmm. on their machines, their brand new systems. And, And that just shocks me that there is already an absence of compelling content that people are
1: already feeling not satisfied well people are are going slowly because they need it to be proven like developers no. aren't no. We're, we're seeing a lot of developers who are already involved but a lot of developers are waiting to see how the stuff gets out there before they start investing
0: i think that playstation though because this is a huge gamble i mean this is their in a, you know they're saying uh, vita's dead We're spending all of our resources on this brand new platform. This is a huge gamble for them. And we've already seen, I mean, at GDC, they had a bank of playable titles. And they've got some interesting actual game risks
1: coming. But that install base is where they really fly, right? It's that there's 30, how many, 40 million yet? Is it 35 million or something? Well, it will work on
0: the machine. Yeah. But if they want to counter and sort of take business away from the other VR outfits out there, they've got to... Hit, hit them in I the just
1: I know, but I just don't think that's going to be the fight for them. I don't no. think they're going to have to worry about competing with the Vive or the Rift. I think, it's, I think the Vive and the Rift compete
0: because yeah. you're
1: looking for you know, the same space on the desk, right? Yeah. But like, you can own a Vive or a Rift or you can be a PC person and you have a PS4 and you want to get a headset for it. I mean, like, yeah. I don't think you're going to go, I'm only going to get one VR thing or I don't know what VR thing I'm going to get and I have a PS4 and a PC, hmm, which do I get? Like,
0: well, PlayStation I, wants that. That user. They want it they, yeah you know, they want just like I just think Xbox it's a dead I think it's a dead end for them. Saying, you yeah. know, PCs are gonna be hooked up to televisions and the internet's gonna be hooked up to televisions. We have to have a console out there, yeah we have to get Xbox Live out there. This is PlayStation putting that flag in the ground saying VR is coming We have to get people to understand that PlayStation VR is where they should go to first for this. Well,
1: and and maybe you're right. Maybe maybe that for them it is, uh, you know, competing with these other high-tech companies and Mm -hmm. trying to compete on that level. For me, it feels more like uh, they're influenced by that. They've seen what it can do. They're excited by it. They have such a lead in the console space right now that I think they can afford to do something like this and to kind of like put it it. out there and gamble it and see how it it goes. I think, though, the next step of saying you're going to need a PS4.5 to really get the most out of it and trying to upsell people, to me it just feels like you're aiming at a very small slice of people and you're antagonizing, maybe, a huge swath of people who are like... I just bought one, Yeah, I don't want to feel this feeling. And there's a lot to be said about the, the, the nervous feeling that you get it, with technology when you buy something and you take it home and you yeah. immediately feel like you yeah. made a bad decision.
0: Every PC owner, every purchaser of a MacBook Every, an iPad, even, yep. feels that yeah. within a year.
1: And consoles was one of the few places where right. you didn't, where you felt like, yeah. I got a PS4, I'm in it, I know I have years with this thing, I can go buy games, I can S- spend 60 bucks and get game. Well,
0: there was the 32X, there were the... V, the, the Yeah, the, they
1: all flunked. I they, mean, they, all what of were, them remember those
0: Remember those, uh, I forget what they're called on the uh, on the N64, you'd stick them into the car, Rumble packs. The, well, the rumble packs, but also there was the, oh, the supercharger uh, thing that you'd stick into oh, the yeah, guts yeah. Of the... Of the machine and Turok would,
1: <laughs> right, right the red it was like a red <laughs> yes. little uh, yeah the ram pack or something <laughs> yeah. whatever it's called yeah yeah, yeah. you know like They'd they never work the Sega CD I have a Sega it, CD though. and it's like they what? try it, yeah, yeah.
0: Sega like CD Jaguar had a CD pack on add on thing. The Game, Boy, kind of... the Game Boy the iterated every couple yeah, of years. There yeah. was a new, like, they, they came out, you couldn't see it. you know. <laughs> they came out, they added a light, you still couldn't see the it. The light. They, ca- they came out again, it's like, wow, that's, this looks a bit brighter. It's okay, it's blurry though. And then they came out again, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it yeah. flips open. Now I can see it, it's, great. it's so small. Look I remember at all these when phones. companies
1: would send you those yeah. little squiggly lights. It was like a light you plugged into it and it had a little squiggle thing came out. Yeah. And the, it was the
0: worst. Um, the, the Neo Geo Pocket. It's, it's amazing to look back at the the state-of-the-art technologies and to see how they're not.
1: You can already sort of do this, though, with the consoles. Like, you can buy an external hard drive to increase the size of it. You can go into the PS4 and actually yank out that hard drive and put in a brand new hard drive right into the thing. I feel like that option, where it would be like, hey, if you want to get more power out of your PS4, we're going to start selling RAM, or we're going to start selling this thing that you can kind of... But to have to sort of, like uninvest in the console you have mm. go to the store buy a whole new fucking console yeah. take it home like okay. this idea to me is uh it's just unsettling and i'm speaking as somebody who is probably going to get one but like i'm not enthused about it
0: uh, i am i feel like it's uh, you know we need some new shakeups in in the console space and i think that 4, uh, 4k has been this peripheral for like on the periphery for so long it's time to kind of think about that in a real way i guess and uh, they also
1: tried to get us to think about 3d really hard and yeah. i have an old sony 3d television like a 300 hundred dollar one that they you know yeah. uh sent out like hey here's gonna be our awesome new 3d shit and yeah, i have yeah, yeah. this thing i've turned it on once yes. looked terrible yeah. <laughs> Took, i mean you know i don't i, I mean I'm, i know 4k is going to be probably a little bit more of a reality than 3d ever was but yeah. um all of this stuff just feels like it's too much, kind of too early. Like, you know, traditionally in the console scene, it takes a few years before the great games starts showing up.
0: Yeah, but if we're just talking about a resolution bump and not so much a processing bump, just a GPU, a graphics processor, that's much more powerful, that already exists in uh, the PC world, for the price of a graphics card, that sounds like a great deal to me. You're going to get a very... Fast, great-looking PC that you can hook up to your TV for the price of a graphic card for a PC.
1: Yeah, I just, I just think, I just think it's going to upset the the people who feel like they were there. They're part of this. They're they 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 bought a system early on. They got it for Christmas, and now the next Christmas they they suddenly they they have a lame system. This
0: this will be both because I believe that they're both coming. This will be both of the uh, Sony and, and Microsoft's big PR. Uh, you know, hurdle this, yep. this holiday season. Yep. What's Nintendo's going to be? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Zelda! Zelda! You guys like Zelda. It's in the Hall of Fame. Zelda's in the Hall of Fame. Yep. It's a Hall of Fame video game. Don't you guys love Zelda? Because we got nothing else. <laughs> All we got is Legend of Zelda. What did
0: you think when you heard that news?
1: I mean, I was not, I wasn't surprised. No? Because, well, okay, I was surprised that they are <laughs> like, only showing one video game well, I, at E3. I, I think but that
0: that's something that they could have said even later. Like, now we've got just a month of conjecture <laughs> just like, and just a month of just like, oh, man. and we'll then, Wait to see and, Zelda. Right. They, yeah. Like, they could have done it a week before E3, you know?
1: I mean, look, man.
0: And celebrated it more. like Yeah. Because we're, we're, they now they are doing the PR releases about how they're going to celebrate it. And then we're turning our whole booth into, uh, you know, a castle in Hyrule or whatever they're going to do. Uh, And it's going to be amazing to play the game, but it's really freaking weird that that's going to be the only playable experience.
1: It's just a weird way to announce to the world that your company is in sort of disarray slash shambles slash we have no idea what our strategy is moving forward. Like that's what this announcement tells me because, you know, they are changing the company. They're investing in mobile. We Mm -hmm. know that. They are investing in this new system, the NX. They are going to sunset the Wii U. We know that they, and who knows what that means for the 3DS. I think they just
0: unplugged the Wii U for the most part. Yeah. With that announcement. Pretty much. Right? They, they, yeah. that, that thing's gone. We're, so instead yeah. of
1: making those formal announcements and saying, here's our new plan, yeah. what they're really just saying is like, here's we're, Legend of Zelda. Don't you guys love Zelda? And they're kind of just trying to blow us away
0: with that. We're going into, um, into the carbon sleep and wake us up <laughs> when we get to uh, Jupiter, yeah. in a way, right? You yeah. know, it's like, I know, it's it's a bit nuts, uh, you know, th- nothing really that we know about what's coming up for 3DS even right now, you know? This was an opportunity for them to, you know, downplay a little bit of this Wii U news and upplay and upsell all of the upcoming stuff for NX and... I mean why would they, they do They just don't they don't have I mean why I don't know. They don't they don't they, you know, don't, they it's, don't have it's, it's they don't have anything ready. Thing.
1: I mean they obviously don't have they don't have what they need to have yeah. together. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think I mean, look, Star Fox sucks. Yeah. It's a bad it's game. So un-
2: underwhelming. Yes. Um
1: they don't really have anything else on the horizon. We've known that for a long time I and mean, we've had a lot of conversations about Nintendo and the, the, the conversation has always come back to at least for me, it's always come back to pipeline. You need more games. Lean on these franchises and develop new ones. And, you and need to do these things. Lean on
0: your partners. I mean, I remember some exciting videos around the 3DS launch and around the Wii launch about how exciting this technology was. Even after the the, the GameCube didn't do the the numbers that it did, even the DS, there were videos with other third-party partners and developers talking about these new platforms that Nintendo was coming out and, and, and pledging their allegiance. And some of that came true. Some of it didn't. Some of it was maybe a little half measures, especially on the Wii, U, on the Wii shovelware. But c- companies did make a lot of money partnering with Nintendo. And for whatever reason, that has stopped being the case. And people have moved away. You know, well, no one
1: bought their system. Well, that,
0: but also they made their system and have categorically every time completely different from the other guys, which has served them well in the Wii's case, them well, not necessarily all of their their third-party partners. And I feel like because of this, you know, move to always be different and be sort of self-serving, which has served Nintendo as a corporation very well over the years, they've limited their ability to kind of, you know, really. Uh, integrate with this wider scope of developers. Oh yeah, but
1: they—that's yeah. been their mo forever. I know, and I think that will be their mo forever. I yeah. mean, they're we're, again this this you know uh, DNA thing that they're starting to do. You know, with, with mobile and Mitomo, and they're going to start develop more, developing more games that way. Yeah, uh, is interesting because it shows that they're willing to partner with somebody. Yeah, but. They've always been a circle the wagons company. Yep. Uh, they've never reached out much to other companies. I mean, even, with, even in the Wii's heyday when they were like, you know, EA was working with them and uh, Activision You started to see Call of Duty on a Wii and yep. stuff like that. Uh, it always felt like they didn't really give a shit. At yep. their press conferences, they never really featured that stuff. It was and always about I, Nintendo and its mascots and, and its I characters. Don't, I don't
0: know if you can really call these game consoles at that point. It's like they're a, it's a Nintendo console. It's a platform. It's a Nintendo box. Yes. But it's it's, well, it's always a, been that. Yeah. But like, especially with the Wii U and now it looks like with the NX because there is been, has been no discussion about what the third party integration is. That's my fear too is that yeah. when we finally do get the NX info that there will be no third party support at all. Of, for them. of course.
1: I but mean I don't, I don't know why you'd expect it to but be. But why would you do that
0: again? You know like...
1: Well I think for them... <clears throat> it's not about that. It's not about competing on that level. Like remember back when the Wii was sort of hot, there were all these reports that would come out saying X number of people own a PlayStation 3 and a Wii or an Xbox 360 and a Wii. Mm -hmm. Like everyone owned a Wii and one other system. It was like you had your Nintendo toy box and then you had a a grown up console. Right. I think they got used to that idea. Like, we can be so ubiquitous that we're just there. Right. And then let the other companies fight over online and networks and mature games and blah, 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 blah. Like, they'll let that shit happen. They're going to go after your whole family mm. with, uh, with, you know, Wii Tennis, Wii Music, you know, Mario games. That, that worked, but it didn't work. But I think they have a hard time getting away from it. Yeah. And I think with the NX, and I, I have... No inside information. I don't know anything about it. I know as much as every. In fact, I probably know less because I have not been keeping up particularly well with yeah. NX news. I think they're just thinking we need to unify our console players and our handheld players mm. into one device. I think that's where their brain is. And it's not be
0: account based. Not a. Uh Right. Not necessarily. It's not
1: going to be how do we bring in the world's yes. greatest game? How are we going to yeah. get it, you know Insomnia and Naughty Dog to switch teams and to suddenly come over? They, they don't give a shit. Yeah. I think they're just thinking how do we uh, bring all of our users into one place so that right. we can make our, our our consoles sell more.
0: Yeah. It's it's unfortunate because there were so many great games for the Wii U that they made. Like this has actually been a very strong bunch of interesting titles that Nintendo has been able to put out. But not enough when you look
1: at at the number of years it's been available.
0: True, but also not enough because there's nothing else to augment it. It's just their stuff, you know, so even though their stuff arguably is stronger than a lot of the first party stuff from uh, Sony or Microsoft, like there's just been this pretty good stream of really big titles that have been worth people playing. The machine won't sell because there aren't enough titles on a regular, and the, consistent basis. And
1: the irony being, when you think about the two most successful systems they've had, which would be the Wii and, I mean, for me, it would be the original NES, maybe the yep. Super NES, you could argue, but I, I would think it would be the NES well, I, and the I Wii. Well, I think the
0: Super Nintendo was the best machine they but made, it, the, but the, the, it wasn't the, as successful as the NES.
1: The NES and the Wii being sort of the big, the big kind of sellers. Uh, one of the hallmarks of both of those systems is the wealth of software. Everybody got involved. Everybody yes. was making it. That's what I'm rows. saying
0: is why not with the NX you return to that. I mean, everybody wants to be able to play every Nintendo game that they've owned and the, Nintendo's done a pretty good job at shaping that market for us. Yeah. But this would be the perfect time to flip on the account You buy it, you own it forever and you can play it on this thing.
1: They love their garden. They just don't want anyone tromping on their Pikmin. But you
0: also want all of their yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but you also want everybody to be able to access those third parties and you also want to show that new third parties are gonna be involved with this and that this is a straight ahead, you know, connection to what everybody else is working on, PC, PS four and Xbox One. You know? That's best case scenario, but you know, I, I don't hope,
1: know. Hope you like Zelda. Yeah. Hope you like Zelda. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, let's talk about what's real today. And what's real today is uh, uh, our our um, joint communal obsession with uh, Uncharted 4. <laughs> uh, this is uh, live on Monday. This game comes out tomorrow for a lot of people. There will be some midnight uh, purchases of this game. What do they have to look forward to?
1: Oh, boy, a lot. Yeah. A lot. I mean, look... Uh, I'm not the world's biggest fan of this franchise. Mm. Uh, First game, I was kind of cold on. Mm. Second game, I really loved. Mm -hmm. I did not like the PS Vita game at all. Three, I had a lot of problems with. Now, even though I loved Uncharted 2, and when I think of Uncharted, I generally think of that. um, When I really, kind of before I started playing Uncharted 4, I kind of thought my way through that, and I was like, boy, you know, I just think I'm not really into this. And then about eight or nine hours into Uncharted 4, I texted you. Yeah. You're the only person I texted. <laughs> and I played this game before it came out, and a lot of journalists yes. did, you did. Know, reviews are already out there. My review's actually already up on Yahoo. And, uh, and I texted you just to say, is this the most beautiful video game you've ever played in your life? Right. And I, I texted you specifically because I know that this is one of your favorite franchises. Is. This is right yeah. in your wheelhouse. And I kind of wanted you to know, like... Yeah, I'm not alone one, in this yes, one. Yes, yeah. that like, if yeah. you're playing this game right now, <laughs> your feelings about this are, I, I feel the same way, and I'm, you know, have been traditionally more on the Scott Jones side of the fence yes. as far as not being a huge fan of this. Well, they, this game is, is a tour de force.
0: They definitely misstepped with Uncharted 3. I still think it was a phenomenal game overall because of the amount of content and the uh, multiplayer, and the, there was just a tremendous value, and it was you know, such an amazing game comparative to what the rest of the industry was out, but it was definitely a step below what they had achieved creatively, story-wise, gameplay-wise, with the epiphanous Uncharted 2, which I agree, Uncharted 1 was definitely not, any kind of barometer or any kind of hint as to how great Uncharted two it was a good
1: game that was like yes. a, you know a launch title that was like okay that's a pretty cool kind of uh, up, Tomb Raider game
0: came out at, yeah it was like a Tomb Raider game and yeah. it came out at the same time as Unchar- as Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed was a revelation you know yeah. I mean you yeah. could say all you that want game about came the out repetitive later.
1: technically Assassin's Creed Revelations.
0: Right, they were, yeah, but the first one, it was like, oh, they, you can do all of this shit, yeah. you can go everywhere, yeah. you can climb with animations like that. And Uncharted didn't have that, that smoothness, you yeah. know, and yeah. that diversity, that, that sort of breadth that uh, they later kind of exhibited with the future games. But Uncharted 4 is, I think, I think the team had a lot of internal... Squabbles about how they were going to put this together, and that's certainly
1: uh, yeah. evidenced
0: by I, departures and changes. I, that
1: was—I mean—it was a mess getting this game out.
0: But I also feel that because of that, they did a really big introspective look internally at what the best, truest, most value-packed—you know—experience of Uncharted could be, and that's what they made us.
1: You know, I would love to see the script that they threw away Me because too. they did, right? Amy yeah. Henning had written the script yeah. and Alan Tudyk was on board and they yeah. had this We're whole thing. We're actually
0: in the building where Amy is hard at work on a oh, Star right. Wars She's game upstairs. right now. Let's go up and find her. Yeah, I know, We're right? talking
1: about she has. I bet she could tell us stuff.
0: <laughs> she
1: probably won't tell us anything. No. Um, I would love to see that script because I remember Alan Tudyk saying, "I le- he left the project because he didn't believe like, after they got rid of Amy, he didn't believe in the new direction. Yeah. And the new direction, presumably, is the direction that we're all playing right now. Yeah. And I can't really imagine a direction that's better yeah. for this final act in Nathan Drake's video game career. I mean, I know. He'll, she'll come back at some point, but yeah, yeah. at least for now, uh, that would be better than this game. I love the storytelling. I love the characters. The performances
0: And tr- Troy Baker in this amazing. game, again. You know, like I know it was a contentious thing, and, and I think it was Todd Stashwick that was going to be mm-hmm. uh, the brother yep. uh, in Amy's script, and then he went off to work with Amy on, uh, on the Star Wars game. So good came out of the bad there, I think, for all involved. It's a good time to be in the Star Wars business. We're all excited for what they've got coming out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think Troy Baker in the role playing against Nolan North is just, it's like candy, man. It's just, yeah. they're so good. They're so funny. They're so competent. You can feel them. It's like it's like we're watching a play with them. In and a way. I mean,
1: they're, they're they're virtuosos at at, at video game yes. voice work, yes. and and it's and, been well, a while. And, and,
0: but they're also mo-capped and the whole. So it's yeah, like full. I know. Full it's, it's really performance. their performance.
1: Yeah. I mean, Nolan North in particular. I mean, Troy Baker, you know, has basically stolen half of Nolan North's Nolan North's career, right? Yeah. Like he had been the ubiquitous video game voice guy, and yeah. Troy Baker sort of took all those gigs. Yeah. And Nolan's still done some spot work here and there and yeah. still been, you know, in, you know occasionally d- done some stuff. I forgot how incredible he is yeah. as Nathan Drake. Yeah. And in this game in particular, he, he's able to be a little more emotional. He has a much more range. This story, without giving anything away, yeah. touches a lot more on the life of Nathan Drake, yeah. on what it means to be a guy like this the who chases after yeah. these, these, these crazy adventures, these ancient treasures, while still trying to maintain some sort of life. And this game gives you a window into that and into that fight and struggle over his life.
0: Well, and the ambiguous sort of... I mean, his his, uh, surviving the moments in whatever clumsy way he does is wonderful to play. But the ramifications of a life led like that are sort of also thrown into these ambiguous, crazy, non-resolved moments that he has with other characters in this game and yeah. that is just mature storytelling. You're there should have the been
1: p- there should have been a scene with him at the chiropractor though. I feel like yeah. there should have been <laughs> <There> something <is. laughs>
0: because there is such a inherent <laughs> realism with how they're portraying uh, until you go, well he just survived every goddamn thing.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> he just he been, didn't like, even they, get they hit they by like, him... like like that entire building exploded yeah. underneath him and he didn't even get like scratched <laughs> by the wood. <laughs> like the the giant chunks of concrete flying past his head like yeah. Nope, he didn't. He's fine. Just like like a little. Just a little. It's like they throw him bruise. into a,
0: like a wood chipping machine, and <laughs> he comes out okay. Like, like oh, just my like pants just are torn. Stretches it out. I'll be okay. And then uh, has a snappy this one-liner. And heartfelt then, like, scene. Yeah, with somebody. And then I throw him back in. This yeah. guy's
1: dangling <laughs> forever. And like I'll just sit there. You know, the game is so beautiful. It's such an incredible, beautiful video game. It's yeah. distractingly beautiful. I was, you know, hanging on the side of an Italian villa, and behind me is an ocean and a sunset. <laughs> and I'm like. Staring at it, and then I realize I've been staring at it for two minutes, and Nathan Drake is just hanging <laughs> for two minutes. He's fine. He's like, "Yeah, it's world's strongest I'm good. fingers, I'm good. Yeah. American Ninja Warrior. Like I am good. Like he's." So th- there is this like suspension, and he's grunting and groaning yeah. the whole time. <sighs> There's a suspension of disbelief that you yeah. have to give to a game that, at the same time, is trying to mm. kind of push the yes. realism of the experience. Well,
0: it's it's trying to be. It is that's the best adventure movie that you get to play ever yeah. made, yeah. but it's also it has to stretch and be this this beefy game because it's the the heavy investment of sony and and naughty dog mm-hmm. wanting to outdo what they've done before and and taking the last of us earn, learnings and sticking that and transposing that into this game as well uh but it does kind of because of the breadth and because of the, the inherent silliness of everything that he does, it does kind of remove the reality moments of it. Yeah. But it does underline that it is time, really, for, for these guys to get serious about this thing becoming a movie. I mean, this is, this is a, an amazing, indelible character that's, ad, as far as I'm concerned, he's right up there with Indiana Jones. You know. And if they do the film right, even though we don't need the film because the yeah. game yeah. can exist just fine without that, but, uh, you know... It's clearly ripe for the picking. If they do that right, that's going to be a franchise that that lives for a long time.
1: I mean, I, I don't know if you could make a movie that is anywhere near as good as this video game. Right. And and I say that not because I just think movies based on video games aren't great. I say that because this video game is so great mm-hmm. as a cinematic experience. And it because feels, of the amount of
0: time we've lived with this character. Yeah. Right.
1: It it this really does feel like uh, like they. Naughty Dog wanted to make a statement about not just um, what's happened and how difficult it was to get to this release and reworking the story and stuff, but to make a statement about, like, to the rest of the world that, like, I don't mean at one point games
0: can be this
1: and and that they. They're kind of the world's best, they're the best. game developers. The like, the and world. I say yeah. that knowing that like Todd Howard I love more than anyone, yep. and he, you know, Bethesda has made, and you know, BioWare, some of my favorite games. And, and there's all these CCP great developers. And, you but you know. get out of a game like this and you're like, these guys just like, and girls, yeah. and you know, friends yeah. <laughs> and all their families, yep. uh, they put stuff into this game that that I was just shocked at at how painterly it felt, how artistically and technically masterful it is. It's just, it's like sings the entire way.
0: Well, and it's almost a little heartbreaking because you know the rest of the industry can't meet this yet. You know, (laughs) like now we've beat this game and how can we see something that is as impactful as this? Like who would do that? Who can come up with...
1: Well, I mean, they. Right. I mean, maybe
0: they will. Yeah. And and we'll be shocked and surprised. Yeah. You know, I love Dark Souls 3, too. I think it's an absolute masterpiece, again, from From. But it's a. It's a different. This is a different level. This is like a. uh, This is every cylinder. And the fact that they've also. And we haven't had a lot of time to play the multiplayer, but the fact that there is also this extended way into all of this you know yeah and the multiplayer is good and you know
1: the multiplayer always gets sort of the short shrift too because it's such a story-driven game yeah Uh, I played for a few hours on the public servers but we only had certain play time so I haven't spent you know that that long with it yeah but I had a good time and I was thinking to myself "I'm, I'm having a good time yeah and this is not the good part of the game yeah the good part of the game is the other 15 hours that I was like I could not I could not stop and yeah. I did not want it to stop. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the one thing I will say, and, and you haven't, uh, I don't think you've beaten it. Have you beaten it? Or you're uh, right at the end?
0: Uh, well, as we're recording this, I haven't yeah. beaten it. By okay. the time this airs, I will You'll have be, beaten yeah. it. Yeah.
1: So the, the, for me, the, the third act stumbles a little bit. Yeah. Um, Love the ending. I won't tell you anything about that. But, but it, it did have some pacing issues a little bit in there. It's not you know, a perfect game from start to finish. Yeah. But it's about like it as, as good as it better than can Uncharted 2? I've been thinking a lot about that, yeah. and I, th- I think I do. And part of that is because it's closer to me, uh, obviously, than Uncharted 2. Uh, part of it is because I really loved all of the family stuff with Nathan and watching him struggle with sort of dealing with his family and dealing with his brother and dealing with his life and his career. Um, it doesn't have as many of like the set piece moments, mm-hmm. like Uncharted 2. The train yeah. is so indelible. indelible yeah. it yeah. doesn't
0: really capture yeah. that. Or the ship sequence in Uncharted 3. Right. Yeah,
1: now, there are some moments <laughs> in Uncharted 4. There is a, a clock tower thing mm-hmm. and some other moments that I think are really spectacular. Lost our sun we lost, gun. We have no sun. We're in the dark. Battery's dead. Yep. It's all right, we're in the all dark. Right. Okay, yeah. hopefully you can make out. Yeah. Just check out the profile, you yeah. know which one's me. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm backlit, so just look <laughs> for <laughs> the giant nose, you know which one's Silverman. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, even though it doesn't have as many of those, you know, kind of really big set pieces, it 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 it's sort of stronger the whole way. Like, yeah. the quieter moments are better. Yeah. The in-between moments are are better. I think the larger playgrounds that they give you. There's some sequences you know, where you have a jeep and you're in Madagascar, and like you have to get through sort of an enemy encampment, and there's 10 different ways to do it, yeah. and you can figure that out yourself, and you're like, I'm kind of feeling like I'm sort of playing an open world Uncharted right now.
0: Yeah, and the replay and on something like that too is- <laughs> It's awesome. It, it is, because you're, you're gonna wanna go through all of this stuff again, and I think partly the, uh, the, the lack of set piece moments it makes that allure. You know, makes you want to just re-experience every moment of it. You know, as opposed to just playing the highlight reel. And you know, all of it is good.
1: What they do uh, better than anybody, and I think Mm. what they do in this game better than they did in Uncharted Two. Just speaking back to Uncharted Two, is they they make you feel like you're discovering the way through these puzzles or these worlds. Like you're the one who found that this is the place to go, and this is the jump to make, and this is the handheld to handhold to grab onto, even though it's linear. Yeah. Like everyone's finding the same thing. Yeah. But everyone owns that sense of discovery in a a way that in a lot of linear games, it doesn't sort of come across. You feel like you're just being led.
0: Totally. And they've been good at that, but they've obviously used color to highlight where you could have gone in in previous games a little even more so than they do here. They're a little better at hiding it and disguising it into the topography and the geography. Yeah. But they also give you more ways to get through things. Right. And then... That also leads you to doing a lot of backtracking and re-exploring, going where the hell is that thing that I didn't find? You know, where's that right. little uh, that little artifact that I, I've yeah, been looking treasures. for? The you treasures. know, the treasures. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, this this is a uh, this is an astounding accomplishment, I think, from these guys. You know, yeah. It's uh, I, I'm not reviewing it yet because I, I I have as we're recording this, but uh, I I am just absolutely blown away by the thing. What do you, what do you think about the uh, the rope swinging mechanic, which I think is, <laughs> it's kind of the whip. It's kind of yeah. the Indiana Jones whip of this game.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and think in multiplayer, too. I think
1: it's really cool. You know, it felt like, you know, you get it right early on at the beginning of the mm-hmm. game, and, and I, it made me go, why, why didn't he have this in all the other games? Because yeah. the way that you get it, you're like, he should have had this grappling hook. Yes, um, It's really good, and I, I was impressed by just the rope mechanics and the swinging and the you would get a real sense of momentum and it kind of adds to the swashbuckliness of everything where you like, you know, jump off a, a ledge and you f- hit the grappling thing and you go across and you're like dangling over the ocean and you jump off and latch barely onto it. It really feeds into this sense of danger and, um... It's so elegant, right? Like yeah, it just, it's it, just sort of fun to do it. It's second
0: nature. You and see that
1: little thing pop up that you yeah. can use your grappling hook and I'm like, awesome, cool, I'm going to do it. I don't yeah. care where I'm going, I'm just going to do it.
0: The, um... I think this is out everywhere. I don't think this is a big shocker, but you can mute this part if you don't want any spoilers or whatever. But uh, I want to talk about one specific scene in this game. It's not mute. very far into it. You can mute right now. Mute now. They sit down to play Crash Bandicoot on a PlayStation 1. What did that feel like for you?
1: Okay, so they're still muted. Yeah. If you're not muted, yeah, I think we're not supposed to talk about this. Okay. But, but we can, yeah. because this will come out in the game comes, comes out, out tomorrow, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that might be my favorite scene in I've any Uncharted I've seen a picture of this online. Yeah, that's maybe my favorite scene in any Uncharted game. Uh, it's so meta. It's so, so meta.
0: I it, mean, it's, it's a profound piece of entertainment right yeah, there. Because it they're is. playing it is. a game that many of the people that worked on this game also worked on.
1: Because uh-huh.
0: they turn over it. Uh, apart from the, whatever, whatever transpired in the creation of this game, apart from that. The turnover at Naughty Dog is incredibly low. I've been visiting that studio for 20 years, and I've talked to the same people for 20 years. And some of them are Facebook friends that I've I've kept in contact with for a long time. And for this modern character, this almost photo-real character to sit down and play this crude, polygonal, (laughs) first attempt at a 3D platformer type game, it's profound.
1: Also, his, his, he has some great lines. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he says at one point something like, um, uh, well, why can't he climb? Yeah. I mean, why is he jumping? Why can't he climb? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I climb a lot. I find climbing to be pretty useful. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, like, why couldn't he climb, yeah. naughty dog? Yeah. Like, oh, it's just, it's great. It's yeah. great. I mean, there's so many great moments in this game. That's that's one of them. There are a couple other great little Easter eggs in there. There's a a, a pirate painting. Yeah. In one of the uh, areas of the game where they have a bunch of pirate paintings, uh, that is a famous video game pirate yeah. in there as well. So I think they've—I can't wait to go back and play it again and start looking for more of yes. those because I think there's a lot of Easter eggs and love letters in this game. It's—you
0: um, know what? I mean, E3 is next month, and it's—they uh, did this with uh, with Arkham, I think. There was a, a year where—did Arkham City come out just before E3?
1: Yeah, 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 it
0: did. Where, where I, yeah. it was like, okay, well, Ark, I just beat Arkham City. Now I'm going to E3. It's like, beat yeah. that E3. Well, and, and I kind this of, year, I kind of feel like, what the hell are they going to well, do? Well, this year
1: it's going to be the thing where we go to E3 and we come home, and No Man's Sky right, okay. is waiting okay. for us when we get back. So right. that's the release. And the Last issue Guardian, I
0: guess, is coming and at some point. And Zelda, yeah, but I mean, oh, No Man's No year. Man's Sky
1: God is like damn. literally. I think it's coming out june right 20th or something right like something we're, right we're literally we're at e3 We come home and the game right. comes out so
0: i hope we are shocked and we will know soon but i hope we are shocked by uh stuff that we've not heard of that is just going to be phenomenal I, I find it hard to believe that we're going to play a better game than uncharted 4 this year though
1: it's right up there. Yeah. It's one of the best video games I've played in years. It's certainly one of the best video games since The Last of Us. I mean, yeah. again, talking Naughty Dog, these Amazing. guys have uh, some serious mojo. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you'll do your review. You'll score it. The only score I'll give anybody is uh, go, go buy it. Yeah. gets a go buy it yeah. on PS4.
0: I, I, I... I it was delayed because they needed to press more copies. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're going to have trouble selling this one. No, so. It's awesome. Dude, yeah. great to have you. Love great you. Yeah. And uh, Ben Silverman will be back in the basement soon. Thank you all for watching uh, Stitcher. And we'll be back soon with more Vicks Basement.
1: Bye. Esports. 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 <laughs>
0: Hey, thanks for checking out that video on our EPN channel. It's just one small part of the things that we make around here. So if you liked it, don't forget to check out some of our other vids and hit that subscribe button.